Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I hope you are staying warm as we all struggle in this terrible weather to try to keep our act together, keep our cars running, keep our houses warm, keep our dryers running. How you doing, Stephanie? Good, except my dryer bit the dust this know, weekend. It was that. sad. And you had car trouble. Oh, yeah, but I've got a shout-out. I've already got a winner nomination. I got a number of those related to my diesel truck problems. My ongoing diesel truck problems, producer Hannah. How are you this morning in her stocking cap? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Catch catch Hannah in her stocking cap. In it's her Carhartt stocking it's new, cap. It's a new trend. Yeah. She's got her Carhartt on, yeah. John, how you doing? Are cars running, house warm, everything good? Uh, made it here. The house isn't too warm. Yeah. It could be a lot warmer, but, uh, you know, <laughs> here we go. so it goes, right? We're ready to go. If oh, you boy. have not pulled up the video. I'm ready to go. Oh. There we go. I think I'll see patients like this later on today. What do you think? think they'll... I think they give you a pass today, honestly. Really? I, yeah. yeah. I, get a, I get a break, don't I? But we're complaining, and what's the te- current oh temperature gosh. in Iowa? I mean, I think they said at the start of the caucus it's supposed to be negative 5. <laughs> no, and wind chills like minus 25, minus 30. But we'll see. I mean, Donald Trump says that people will walk over glass, shattered glass, to, uh, to, uh, to vote for him. So we'll see how that goes tonight. Uh, of course, this is Martin Luther King's birthday. The schools are off. Government offices, I think, what, city, state, everyone? Everyone's Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. My my state worker only reminded me like 42 oh, times. Rubbing it in. Yes. Yeah, so what is he? smart Alex state workers. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Gotta rub it in. What does he do on a day off when you're working? Is what's he like? Is he doing honeydew projects? Is he doing... Well, hopefully, he's cleaning the house. Projects? Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, didn't you give him projects to do? I mean, mop the floor, clean the, you know. I, I gave him some suggestions on oh. things to do. We'll we'll see what he you're, chose. You're He's sliding. playing video games. <laughs> At least Probably part of the day. Probably sleep if he knows what's good for him. And well, he, he planned to play video games all day, and then there was a mishap Friday night. So. Uh-oh. Well, we have a busy day today. Of course, uh, the, we continue to keep our eye on things going on in the Middle East, in Ukraine, in Israel, in Gaza. We have a guest at, uh, well, and you may may or may not know him, but uh, Kurt Jefferson is his name. He was uh, formerly at Westminster College here and quite prominent. Uh, one of the legendary Teachers of the Year kind of award winner. He's now at Spalding University in Kentucky. And uh, he's really a global... Um, national global security guy uh, from the united states perspective so he'll try to help us unpack what's going on in the tinderbox that we call the middle east and uh beyond uh scott fawn of course will be with us at seven ten. uh kurt at 7 35 and then bob onder senator bob onder who is uh, well former senator bob onder who's uh running for lieutenant governor and rumored to be considering congressional district three uh, will be with us at uh, at 8.35, and he's on the ground in Iowa. Yeah, he tweeted out yesterday, just landed in Iowa, it's wow. super cold, and he was uh, he had some neat pictures up on his Twitter if you uh, want to follow along today. But yeah, he's going to be joining us at 8.30. be interesting to see what you know people on the ground in Iowa are actually saying, because we hear a little bit from the mass media, mm-hmm. you know, but I just, and they say everyone's all in for yep. Trump, but I think
think that's what they want. And so I'm interested to hear, you know, is there any more momentum for some of the other candidates? Latest polling, and uh, Brian Houseworth joins us. You made it here okay, Brian? Are yeah. You, everything good? Yeah, I think to Stephanie's point, thank you. Weather continues to dominate here and in Iowa. Well, it does, and I'll, I, I do have something I want to say because we had a pretty big story over the weekend, coupled with the weather, uh, no doubt. But to Stephanie's point, you bring up a great point, Stephanie, about the weather because I talked over the weekend to State Representative Danny um, Danny Busel um, uh, from up in uh, Newtown, and he's he's near basically his district is the Missouri Iowa border, and I know it's higher than that, but he it, this of this weekend Danny Busick he had twelve inches of snow on the ground in his district twelve inches. Not I'm not talking about at one time that was a, as of Saturday, two to three feet drifts. So the folks going up to Iowa, imagine Hannity's he had been doing his shows talking about that. Um, but you know Republican voters, especially in that state, get out to vote. But boy, you got to be motivated to go into that. I want to, Randy, you ask about the weather. Yeah. Take a look at this picture, kws.com, 939theeagle.com, to give you some idea what the firefighters in Boone County and Columbia had to deal with. They dealt with a fire in the snow, and they dealt with what they I've never heard this. They told me they dealt with a blowtorch effect. Yeah. And you will see this house on 939theeagle.com. Well, there's nothing left of the house. Two cars, what's left of them, they're iced up. Um, that tells you what we dealt with. The fifth coldest Saturday, actually fifth coldest Sunday ever on that day in Columbia history. Our wind chill yesterday in Columbia, which has the official observation day station, got down to 36 mm. degrees. Mm. Still under a wind chill warning. No school closings today, primarily because the, the MLK Day holiday. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but boy, we had a rough, rough weekend, and those firefighters, one of their helmets actually froze full of that, ice. I walk by that house every day. That's mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I mean, the t- the house is decimated. It's gone. It was sort of a rustic wow. finish, uh, you know, rustic uh, type of planking uh, on the outside and the exterior. Beautiful setting by a little lake there, and just a beautiful, it's an older neighborhood, mm-hmm. a late 80s neighborhood. I don't know when that house was built, but young couple, and the dramatic story uh, that you'll have on the eagle.com uh, website, and I guess also K- KWAS? KWS.com, yeah. the, the young couple they ran were, out they, into the snow and ice in, in their bare, bare feet, feet yeah. bare feet in their pajamas. They had no coat on. In a neighborhood. Th- a thank neighborhood. goodness for the family dog, we understand. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. yeah. Wow, that is awful. It's well, awful. Well, Brian, um, I mean, I, yeah, it's a Monday, so we want to give people some good news. You said yes. it was an awful weekend, but we did pick up a Chiefs win. That's right. But while you're here, I want to ask you, because uh, Patrick Mahomes' helmet cracked, and yeah. you covered football for what? What did you just celebrate at Learfield? 25 years doing scoreboards, but that's college. Have you ever seen a football helmet shatter? No, I haven't, and uh, I've never seen anything. It's a great question, and some of the Dolphins fans felt like he got special treatment. Yeah. You know, they they did. <laughs> no, I've never seen it, but I mean, I, you know, Randy, did you ever crack one of your leather helmets back in the day? Uh, no, but uh, but I have a fur helmet on today. It's not going to crack. It may <laughs> That's rip. That's what we'll Mahomes should have been wearing. Exactly. That's right. Should have been wearing. He couldn't get a good fit. No, and Steph, Stephanie's asking a great question on that because that tells you how cold it was. It was it was brutal. No, it was like throwing a missile that one of the, the football. <laughs> well, fans were also posting photos of their beers that they were purchasing inside the stadium, and they were freezing and exploding basically before <laughs> they could drink them, wow. which is truly a shame when you think about how expensive that beer probably was i bet a beer over there is probably at least 10 bucks i, I don't oh, know yeah. easily i'm sure i mean now, 
Now, I thought we could have some fun with, I got to thinking yesterday, because I have a great, I already have a winner's nomination. Yesterday, I headed out, mm-hmm. I had triple dosed my diesel. The ongoing troubles of Randy and his diesel in cold weather. <laughs> you just weather. need to get rid of the thing. <laughs> you have my better diesel. luck with an EV, Wait. it sounds like. <laughs> it's Wait, a, you love it? I love it. You're it's always a, griping it's, about I it. Don't, well, I'm the one that made a mistake when I put Def in the fuel last year. <laughs> okay, so so I triple-dosed it with the anti-gel fluid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I thought everything was good. I let it warm up for 20 minutes. I headed out to church yesterday morning, good. and I get a low fuel, uh, uh, low fuel pressure, then low engine power, and I figured, mm. oh, this isn't good. So I limped to the auto zone, and they told me that it was... Um, I need a fuel filter. So you can get the stuff can gel. The the fuel can gel in a fuel filter, which hangs down right by the rail, mm-hmm. right below the... And I figured, okay. So I headed over to the Firestone over on Conley because yeah. I find out that they're open on Sundays. They generally are. And uh, they weren't. They were closed. I I head across right there by, across the Sam's parking lot, and it stalls. Mm. So I called AAA, and Kent, the towing guy from A1 Towing, fantastic job, was there in 40 minutes rather than an hour. Mm-hmm. And he, he's from Moberly. He listens to the program occasionally. Great. So so then he drops me off at the Business Loop Firestone. Manager Justin, the two diesel mechanics, Peyton and Josh, took care of me. They fixed the car. They, they put in a new fuel wow. filter and got me on the road again. So as I understand it, they were the only place open in Columbia uh, on a Sunday. And I really thank them for that. So I want to give them a shout out. I bought them a pizza. I get, went over Emos and bought them a pizza because these guys were working there arses off well, they were and, working hard and that's good to hear because there are few if yeah. any uh shops open if you break down on a sunday oh, that's the, pretty unheard of the, the walmart on grindstone does ha- they do oil changes well yeah oil change but i'm talking about for repair, serious repair yeah, that, i know that would be the you're only, right i mean the, the walmart one. does that in fairness but i i stopped at walmart first to see if they could do it but they, they don't do that so here it got me to thinking though john did you did your grandpappy ever say things like my grandpappy said like it's colder than a witch's body part? Easy. Did you ever hear our it's colder than a well digger's arse? Okay. Oh my so, my grandpa who initially was a farm kid in Minnesota <laughs> and Nebraska and worked on worked on the railroad in Iowa. Yeah, it's, that was his his so, line. Of so what other colloquialisms commentary. do we have? What other expressions? Have you ever heard of anything else? Well, we, we keep hearing now about global warming. Although you know, what kind of global warming are we? I mean, Jake Tapper the other day in that debate was mentioning global warming. We got the fifth re- record coldest day in in Colombia. Yeah. You know, I. But no, I. The, it's colder than a. Colder than an. Have in, you heard anything else? I than, have, but nothing okay. I can. Why don't you? Well, you can, you, can, you can modify. Nothing I could really you, share. Would you have to go to confession? I, I, well, I would just not feel. It's perfect. locker room talk yeah, in all it's those sports rooms. It's stuff I've heard over the years, but uh, yeah, there is. And I, the the other people we should give a shout out to, Randy. You mentioned the the firestone. Those firefighters too. Uh, the, they, the firefighters did a great job, and I yes, uh, phenomenal. And they they were literally trying to f- avoid frostbiting and, and frostbite and everything else. But yesterday, I noticed too the heating and cooling people the high v gas station down the road on grindstone mm. their gas station lost heat so their people were in there shivering and there was a guy up on the snow and the ice trying to fit on the roof at the gas station trying to fix the heating wow so people are just it's really really tough and it, it's, it's, uh, we, we yeah. need to get out of this we're being tested but but you know okay and then i well, later on, we're going to talk about the fact I am becoming enamored of this Taylor Swift thing. 
And I, yes. And I, well, I got, yes. I heard a little bit yesterday on the news. Tony Dungy apparently is all poopy pants about it. Well, why can't why can't we just talk about football? What's all the this? all the dads, Brads, and Chads. And I'm thinking this is the best thing that ever happened in this divisive, balkanized country to have some love. And she's she's grooving with the rest of the Chiefs fan. I don't think she was putting on an act. I think she was really into it. She was singing "Friends in Low Places." We've got some sound on that too. Yeah, we've got. She even the, opened the window of. Of their yeah. their suite, so she could see the game and was high fiving the fans. Yeah. I I don't know. This is a this is an American love story that, and it, yes, it's public. But boy, do we need a little love in this country with all the divisiveness and hatred. So maybe on Martin Luther King Day, even if you think Taylor is just a distraction, you hardcore football fans, what's wrong with a little love? It's good. Hannah and I have been uh, talking about uh, quizzing you, Randy, yeah. on your Taylor Swift yes. knowledge. We might have to do that later. Uh, I'll have to. Do, well, yeah, well wait, can we do that later in the week? Well, I'll, I'll do a I'll maybe do a, feel good Friday. I'll do an update on her discography because I know nothing about it. But uh, I just I, I'm watching the story. I like the story. It's good. It's a good story, and it's good for young ladies to see that kind of a story, and young men to see that kind of a story. And and um, I don't know. I just I, I like it. I think we need a little romance in this world. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's a hookup culture, and we have. It seems like we have a a romance, a real American romance. That's are, good. To are see. you implying that Travis and Taylor are not hooking up, are part of a hookup culture? <laughs> oh, well, no. by hookup, I mean one night oh, stand no. kind of a hookup. Okay, that's all. I mean, well, they've got at least a five month stand, so that's good. When we come back, it's it's the daily DC rundown with Stephanie. Stay warm, guys. We are. I'm going to take off my hat because I'm getting overheated here. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Wake Up Mid Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Words do matter when it comes to these guys. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. Time for the Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. And that's Fannie Willis. Now, she hasn't really said anything since all of these allegations have come out, and we're still waiting to see what will be the outcome after uh, we found out that she is... um, I guess, paying her romantic partner and now has been subpoenaed to appear in his divorce trial. Um, and so, and you know, whether she will be replaced and how that might impact the timeline um, with respect to all of her allegations against Trump yet to be seen. But she is, that's kind of, she was saying, you don't, look, we don't need to be perfect and you need to give us grace and we all stumble. Isn't that um, funny? She's not giving Mr. Trump any grace, is she? Certainly not. Wow. That's hypocrite with a capital H. What else is certainly going on not. in D.C.? Well, uh, the caucuses are today in Iowa. It is super cold, um, which we have already acknowledged. Do you think it's a make or break night for DeSantis? I think he has to perform. He's got to outperform Haley or he's in big trouble. And what about Haley? You think if she gets third, it's a make or break? Because she's surging into New Hampshire. Yeah, and he's going to, apparently DeSantis is going to go straight to South Carolina for a day or so and then go up to New Hampshire. So this is it for him. Yeah, Yeah, and what I think Ramaswamy, I think he claims victory no matter what. I think he's (laughs) like, I think no matter what percentage he gets, he's like, well, I overperformed what people thought I would. 
He's not counting on this cycle. He's counting on next cycle. I'm I, pretty sure about that. I think you're yeah. right. So I it's I always say like it's like Christmas morning elections are. I just get so excited. And last night I was like, ooh, it's tomorrow. Even though, I mean, obviously, I think Trump right now is like somewhere around 50%, more than double anybody who's close yeah. to him. And so you kind of know what's going to happen. But really, you know, people are kind of looking at the momentum and the percentages. How much does he win by? The last poll, the Des Moines Register poll has Trump at 48%, I think Haley at 20 and then somewhere about DeSantis 16. Yeah, right? Which I think is historic. I don't think anyone That's has right. ever been leading by 48%. Well, Congress for now might be avoiding a shutdown. Mm. Uh, there, They are uh, congressional leaders say they've reached a deal to avert a shutdown. They would have to vote by Friday. Uh, they say this will kick the can to March 1 and March 7, which we've been doing a lot. Um, and so, uh, but we heard from our own Congressman Mark Alford here in Midmo that uh, that he's not going to vote for another continuing resolution. We've heard from like the House Freedom Caucus members yeah. that they do not want to do this. Um, and so they will be, um, they are obviously um, angered and, and, you know, what the actual vote will be is yet to be seen. But then you think about it, wasn't McCarthy, I mean, part of his downfall was compromising with the Democrats. And so they went through all that rigmarole. We spent three weeks with out a speaker or whatever it was had all of these votes and now we've got johnson and aren't we like back in the same place as we were over the weekend one congressman said he regretted the vote for johnson and another one chip roy says he's contemplating the motion to vacate so yeah if you if this goes forward do you think johnson's actually in trouble I don't know. All I know is I'm going to watch Groundhog Day because <laughs> I think we may be looking at that. It definitely. Well, it's frustrating because we went through all of that just to be back here. And I think uh, and I think the Freedom Caucus has to take a look at themselves and say, are we just the Chaos Caucus? Or are we actually trying to get things done? It's a, it's a crazy time. And we hear about uh, people within the White House threatening to walk out. I can't believe that. I mean, walk out because they're unhappy with Biden's support of Israeli aid. It is a crazy time in America. It's a crazy time in... Their words are their responsibility. What you think, that's on you. This is Wake Up in Missouri. Traces of bigotry still mar America. So each year on Martin Luther King Day, let us not only recall Dr. King, but rededicate ourselves to the commandments he believed in and sought to live every day. That's Ronald Reagan and uh, Martin Luther King, the declaration of Martin Luther King as a, a holiday. And um, boy, I tell you, isn't it ironic, gang, that uh, here we are in a time when Everything is 180 degrees opposite what Martin Luther King said. I'm going to play the Fannie Willis thing that we played a little bit earlier. This is this is Fannie Willis talking about um, why her why her time should be special. Okay, here we go. Black women to be perfect and save the world. We should not expect black women to be perfect we need to be allowed to stumble we need grace so does that mean we should unlike what martin luther king said we should judge people by the color of their skin and not the content of their character black women get a special break because of the melanin in their skin is that what she's saying i mean i think if she just said like we shouldn't expect anyone anyone to be perfect yeah. and we all stumble i think what she did was more than stumble i think it was a concerted effort around the rules and 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 she and knowing violation of 
her duties to the public and the taxpayers and uh, her client. Um, I think it was, you know, I think it goes far beyond stumbling. That's Stephanie Bell. John Marsh uh, joins us as well, of course, every day on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And John, I wanted to I wanted you to talk about what's going on at Lincoln University, because it may tie into this whole racial animus and division that it seems like since Barack Obama became president, things have gotten worse rather than better. Well, a story coming out of Lincoln University, the president, Dr. John Mosley, is on paid administrative leave, and it comes after the suicide death of a top college official. Antoinette Bonnie Candia Bailey was the vice president for student affairs. She took her own life. Uh, our news partner, ABC 17, <clears throat> excuse me, came up with a memo written by Bailey on the day of her death that basically laid out, I guess you could call them complaints over Mosley's leadership. And now we've got students and alumni up in arms and they're not happy with the way the board of curators is handling it. So they're bringing in a third party to investigate personnel issues at the college. And for those folks who don't know, Lincoln University's an HBCU, a historically black college. And John Mosley's the first white president in the history of Lincoln. So um, where did where did all the foment start? Did it start at the student level? It, you know, it sounds it sounds like it did because uh, the, from what ABC Seventeen was telling us, they said that the uh, the emails that Bailey had put out said that Moverly was I think the word they used was overly controlling in the university and got defensive with others on staff tried to give them feedback but yeah we understand a a pretty good pretty good sized group of of students showed up outside the board of curators meeting over the weekend and the board went into closed session as boards do to deal with personnel issues sources told hbcu buzz that the vice president of student affairs antoinette candia bailey who did take her own life suffered bullying and severe mistreatment now we're going to want to hear all sides of this story. It's going to be really important to hear, you know, an objective investigation. Uh, and I think a lot of it uh, will be determined by who's doing that investigation. Do we know yet? No, they said a third party is what we were hearing. And, I'm, you know, Steph, you know, we can't really weigh in. But, you know, you know John Mosley very well. I know Mr. Bell worked at the university at one time. Yeah, he did. And I think, I mean, before the time of John Mosley, and I, I wish it had been during the time of John Mosley, honestly, because I think everything from my, you know, I only have my own perspective. And from my perspective, I've seen, you know, nothing but amazing things happening at Lincoln University since John Mosley took the helm. And I will say I met him when he was first hired to become the basketball coach. And he was so eager to get involved and get and be a part of the community and um, and work with others. And, he, you know, he worked his way up to president i don't think when he first came here he ever thought that would be his path and seeing um you know all of the positive things that have been going on um and just the rise i think of lincoln and the increase in enrollment and um it just it's been incredible i think his journey and so you know i'm sad for the entire lincoln community obviously any death especially by suicide is tragic um but also you know sad for the mosley family that you know that this is all it's turning out the way that it is it's right? just so and, tragic yeah, um, yeah. and so you great know, opportunity for some harmony you know racial harmony in our own backyard here. yeah and i see a little bit of division happening right now in the community and I see a lot of calls, um, you know, backing Mosley. But then, you know, obviously I see on Twitter there's, you know, a lot of talk um, from the students and from others in the um, 
I think other students from around the country, even outside of the community. So it, it you know, it's a, it's a tough time, I think. And it was especially tough to happen this weekend um, yeah. to kind of stir up over the weekend. Um, it, it's tough. Well, and, and, you know, you always have to wonder on these kind of things. I mean, whenever, well, the, the, the personnel, the labor situation in this country, our labor department, both in the state and especially at the federal level, um, makes it ripe for allegations that even though a, a firing may occur, or not a firing, a discipline or uh, requests or interpersonal reaction relations between um, management and employees and, you know, supervisors and, and uh, subordinates. Because um, I've been on the management side. I've also been on the subordinate side. And it's easy for people to... Um, unload some of their deficits and maybe some things that they need to look at in their personal improvement. I'm not I'm not saying that's what happened here. It's very easy these days and you know as an attorney it's just very easy for people to allege that it was about uh you know discrimination. It was about uh you know I'm a I'm a woman. I'm uh, I'm a, you know a, a different ethnic group. I'm a trans, I'm a whatever. The the employment law tends to sometimes uh make that an easy out for people that otherwise need to be just need to toe the line and do what the boss says. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Like you said, there are two sides to every story, and it seems like initially we got one side of the story. I I don't know that we've seen the other side. You know, and John, like you mentioned, my husband worked there. There are a lot of people that are in that admin office. So I hope whoever does the investigation goes and talks to the people who worked with her every day, who worked under Dr. Mosley every day. And and I think really the truth will come out. And I think there are people there who witnessed the interactions and who knew the culture. Um, and and I don't think you know. I, I think if there was something going on, those people would be witness to it and i think if there wasn't something going on they're going to say i know you know how how long had he been the boss oh john has it been two years two or three yeah well it seems like at least yeah that seems like an awful long time for things to simmer and then suddenly explodes i don't know how long she had been there i don't think she'd been there that long she was a more recent transfer to the university and hannah um given it the way i've seen some of the protests unfold Producer Hannah being the chronologically junior member, though she <laughs> the, the token young person. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you are you are the boss here. You're the uh, closest one to the college classroom of any of. Them. I mean, I think if you look at what's been going on in across college campuses and the misbehavior of of students, I, I, I take with a huge grain of salt that I like one of those pink Himalayan rock size grains of salt anything that the student body says i'm that's my default i'm sorry but based on the way most students in most colleges these days are acting i don't know what do you what say you i mean i can certainly see why you feel that way there have not been great examples of you know student uh ideals or student actions in the media because the good stuff never gets reported on, right. right? It's always going to be the bad stuff. Right, right. Well, and that's why I found it shocking that um, that 48 people applied to succeed Cliff Smart at Missouri State. Mm. Like, because who in their right mind at this time would want to be a university? <laughs> I mean, I like, I've always thought that when I was in college, I thought that would be the coolest job ever. I want to be the university president <laughs> Not. on my list. <laughs> no, I really did. I was in the student government, and I thought that's a bucket list item. At some point, I'm just going to go be the university president, which isn't how that works. Um, but I'm thinking, yeah, like that is a tough 
spot to be in. And, you know, we're lucky and I think are fortunate here in Missouri that I think we've got some really great university presidents in, but we haven't always. And, you know, if, if things are not going well, whether it be athletics or, you know, your student body on your campus with protests and other things, um, yeah. you know, as the, as the president, you take, you can take a lot of public grief. Yeah. You also wonder about management styles because when I worked at Lincoln University, I worked closely with then president of Lincoln University, who was also the president of the NCAA and a former coach, Dr. Jim Frank, and his coaching style was a coach's, uh, you know, management style. It's like, hey, you know, my way or the highway kind of thing. So, you know, I don't know if Mosley's coaching style is, I mean, management style is like that, but it makes you wonder a little bit. Well, we're just in a time when everyone is so hypersensitive. Everyone is like they're sunburnt. You touch me in the wrong way, and I mean verbally or, you know, from a management standpoint. Oh, how how dare you do that? I'm going to HR. You know, I mean, it's just we we have this victim mentality. And again, I am not alleging that that's what happened with this poor woman. I mean, obviously, she was severely mentally disturbed to do that right i mean you have to to get to that point you don't know what was going on in her life you know but i don't i don't remember john you reporting or listening to this program or watching or hearing brian's reporting anyone else anything about management problems at lincoln university with mr mosley maybe i've just haven't had my ear to the ground enough but this is the first i heard of it and what a dramatic way for that to emerge if it's a systemic management problem so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. When we come back from Davos, Switzerland to Iowa caucus, there's a lot going on across the globe. And uh, we'll talk about that. At 710, Scott Fawn joins us to discuss what's going on in Missouri politics. So lots happening. Later on, Kurt Jefferson, formerly of Westminster College, an international security guy, uh, will uh, help us unpack the, the, the involvement in many foreign entanglements. And uh, Senator Bob Onder on the ground at 835 in Iowa. So uh, Stay tuned here to Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 104.5 News Radio 950 KWS and 93.9 The Eagle. Be right back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. News, analysis, and opinion free of charge from Wake Up Mid-Missouri. is really uh, important is to walk the talk and walking the talk means not just to talk about stakeholder capitalism but also to establish a framework of metrics uh, which allow everybody to see that the company is performing according to the ESG criteria. Well you wondered where the ESG criteria came from? It's from Klaus oh. Schwab. What did we just listen from to? From the World Economic... Show me the papers. Show me the papers. I'm Randy Tobler. There's Stephanie Bell. Wow. And, and John Marsh. Yes, sir. And Hannah, Yikes. the producer. Am I getting in trouble? With I'm doing all I can to get us thrown off of Facebook. And Yeah, know, careful. Come on, man. I mean, come on. The guy sounds like he just... Come on. This is the guy who founded the World Economic Forum, now in its 52nd year. They're meeting in Davos, Switzerland. All of the people, the multi-billionaire people that really think they know what's best, how to how to run our lives, and he talked about stakeholder capitalism and about the Great Reset. And what he means is that we should switch from a 
return the um, the the shareholders' wealth, uh, like American capitalism runs, to make sure that the company is thinking about stakeholders, the community, and kumbaya, and uh, that's where environmental and social and governance comes along, right? All the social justice things that have infiltrated, and that are now, he talks later in this sound clip about metrics. We have to have metrics that corporations will be held to the standard, and we see how Investment-wise, that hasn't worked out so well. Our own Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, and others across the nation have said, I'm not going there with my investments. Those companies, if they're distracted with those kind of obligations rather than making a profit for shareholders, not going to work out. Yeah, no, but Vivek Malik, the state treasurer, and coming out on board saying Missouri retirement plans yep. shouldn't be investing in companies that have anything to do with China and the, and the bad players in the world. Yeah, it's terrifying. I know. I know. Uh, the treasurer was on Scott Fawn's show this weekend, and he was saying, and Scott Fawn was referencing a conversation I believe he had with uh, Congressman Luke Demeyer, and they, you know, they kind of got uh, these bad actors and like China's game plan, and they said, yeah, the first thing we're going to do is seize all the money of the U. I mean, that's how we're going to get them. <laughs> yeah. And we th- and and we knew this. We knew this game plan, and it's like, how can we possibly, knowing that, how can we possibly continue to send them our money? This You're is right. Ridiculous. Well, look. And people wonder why people like Donald Trump in the United States, like uh, the guy, the crazy guy with the chainsaw, you know, down there in South America, why populists are so popular. Because we, the people, are terrified of a few sm- uh, very wealthy, but a small group of very wealthy people determining how our lives are going to be run. Every time Klaus Schwab talks, we must institute the Paris Accords. Well, no, we don't. I mean, look at this. I mean, it, it's a disaster area what's going on. We talked about last week, Hertz is unloading 20,000 of their vehicles because no one wants electric vehicles. It's not ready for prime time. People like Klaus Schwab and the people meeting in Davos this week, thats they've decided that's what's good for us. Who are flying their private jets all day. Yeah, right. But want you to drive an EV. Although it sounds like maybe you need an EV, Randy. <laughs> no. Sounds like maybe you'd be better off. In case off. you're just joining us, I had a diesel fuel filter gel up. Now, I knew better. You're supposed to change your fuel filter in a diesel before the winter comes so that it doesn't gel up. Cause well, and I, you know, I didn't really realize the impact of the cold on EVs, but it sounds like mm-hmm. it's just devastating that like the charging takes longer you don't get as far and i've seen multiple reports on twitter of people just freezing at the charging stations trying to get their car charged up and and having to sit there i mean i i hadn't you know of all the bad things that of why the reasons why i don't buy an ev that hadn't really risen to the top but now with it being as cold as it is i'm like oh put that on the list as another reason can i just say this is my first winter in many years having a vehicle with remote start nice eh and it is very nice it is sweet (laughs) it is sweet i even over the weekend i i say remote start it starts from an app which is kind of crazy oh um so i can't even start it from my keys i start it from this app through ford um but even over the weekend a couple times i was like man it's really cold outside my car has sat for a couple of days Maybe I should just remote start it just so, you know, I know it's so good. And I just look out my kitchen window and I'd remote start it and yeah. let it run for a few minutes. And yeah. I mean, not even leave the driveway, but 
I've been very spoiled already. <laughs> Don't you feel guilty that you're belching all that carbon into the carbon dioxide into the air, though, Hannah? I mean, come on. Uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, and Hannah and John, can you feel? I can feel the energy in the studio because Stephanie is so excited because it's Iowa Caucus Day. So is Kim Reynolds, Governor Kim Reynolds, who has backed uh, Ron DeSantis. Here's what she had to say about it. I think it's going to be bad for President Trump if he doesn't come in over 50. So that's, you know, he's not meeting the expectations that the media and the polls have been uh, putting out for the last several months. So if Ron can get close to that and uh, and uh, President Trump is below 50, I think he's in the game. He has to get over 50 just to win. I mean, if he gets 48, I think he's still in. <laughs> well, and if you want to share your thoughts and predictions, it's posted on the Wake Up in Missouri Facebook That's page. Right. Joining us in just a few minutes, Scott Fawn bringing us up to date on what's going on in Missouri politics. Don't miss it.